Hi, my name is Kate Santangelo. Welcome to the Monmouth Moms podcast, part of the Monmouth Moms Network. Listen in as we bring awareness to the best local resources for growing families in Monmouth County, New Jersey, chat with local moms and mompreneurs, highlight our favorite resources, local spots, restaurants, and more. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Monmouth Moms podcast. I'm so excited to be here today at Bell Works. I have um, a very, very fun guest today, Amanda Bible Kuttner. Um, she is a certified life coach and a business owner in Monmouth County, local mom. Um, really interesting story. You reached out to me, I guess, like about a month ago yeah. um, with your story and um I had a, a chance to sit down and look at your email, and it was really just u- unique and and so interesting. So I'm excited to dive into your life. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I divulge all the secrets um, and uh, and learn more about you because I think that um, there's so many moms that will be inspired by what you've done, Yay. and um, and hopefully, uh, you know, you can you can touch a, f- a few other moms out there, right, who are interested in maybe, you know, changing their lives as well. So yeah, awesome. um, tell me where you're from. So I grew up in Howell for seven years. Okay. And then my family moved to Freehold Township. Uh-huh. So born and raised Howell Freehold. And then I grew up and went to college and then moved into New York City with my now husband. Okay. And now we're living in Tinton Falls. Wow. Yeah. So you, you were born in Monmouth County? Born and raised in Monmouth wow. County. Mm-hmm. Like at what hospital? I was actually, no, I was born in Perth Amboy, but I was, oh, okay. my family lived in Howell. In Howell. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like most of our guests so far have all like moved here either because they got married and moved here or they were born here, but they like lived in New York for a little bit like me. Like, oh. You know what I mean? Like most people were like, like I, I think I was born, well, I was born in the Bronx and then we lived like in New York, for, moved around a bit till I was four, yeah. then moved to New Jersey, and I moved to Monmouth County when I was seven. So it's like, no, I I lived here the yeah. whole time. And yeah. then we dabbled in New York City for a little bit. And then I got pregnant during COVID. Uh-huh. And, you know, 41 flights up and, you know, elevator sharing with people who could potentially be sick while pregnant yes. wasn't like conducive to anyone. So we started looking for places. And the only real real estate available at the time were the um, the homes in Tinton Falls that actually Fort Monmouth was getting redeveloped. Mm-hmm. And that's where we moved. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, we were looking there too during COVID because we actually moved also during COVID. And now we're looking to move again, which is still a nightmare and a totally separate. I should <laughs> it's probably a whole other animal. It's like, oh my God, I can't. I was like, very long story short. I like found my dream house the other day in Shrewsbury, and my husband was like, just like put an offer. And I was like, no, it's going to go over like a hundred thousand over asking, and mm-hmm. you know, and it did. Well, that's what happened with our home. So they're all new construction, yeah. and we moved in. 2021, we actually closed on the house right uh-huh. right after my first baby was born. Okay, and. Now they've gone up like 40%. That's great. And the people across the street were the first to sell in the neighborhood and like made 
you know, almost double <laughs> their homes. It's <laughs> insane. But with interest rates, people are it's like yeah, wild. It is. It's wild. like a whole other animal. I keep saying like maybe just one more year. Well, my yeah. my stepdaughter just moved in with us, so we're like a little bit more condensed in the mm-hmm. house, which is great. But also like we just need yeah. more space. Of course. Um, but I'm like maybe just one more year because I don't know when it's gonna. When is it gonna stop? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I talked. My mother in law is a real estate agent, so I talked to her, and so is my aunt. Okay. <laughs> so, but I talked to my mother in law every day about this and she's just like my head is spinning like it just it's not stopping we thought it was going to end and yeah. it's not ending <laughs> but it's really like and it's, there's still like a major inventory issue yeah um mm-hmm. and it's just like we're uh, i mean a lot of the people it's a desirable area to live so i can understand oh, yeah. why it doesn't like you know it's it's not ending because a lot of people want to live here you live know here. <laughs> so i totally get it more moms to impact yeah. for you yeah. <laughs> so you lived in the city um so let's backtrack a little bit sure so you went to school um for what I went to school for exercise, physiology, and kinesiology. Okay. okay at the time, obsessed, love. I still love exercising. Uh-huh. But I think the goal at the time was to maybe go to chiropractic school or physical therapy school. And I was actually, I, in my email, I let you know how I'm in recovery for um, drug addiction. Yeah. So at that time, I was like really in it mm-hmm. with my addiction. And I just kind of got lost. Okay. In the, like lost in the sauce. I had no direction. And when it came time to graduate, I was really sick. Okay. Like really, really sick. And um, I ended up going through a couple years of just like a downward spiral. And then when I came out, um, I ended up getting a job at Keller Williams in Jackson. Oh. Yeah, so that was like my first like real quote unquote job because it I, okay it was my first job okay. <laughs> as like an, an a human like a career job <laughs> like a career job yeah, right, right. and then I was an executive assistant from there I got a job in New York City I had always been like this go getter um, never taking no for an answer type of mentality mm-hmm. so I ended up getting an executive assistant role in Manhattan at Cantor Fitzgerald oh. and then I worked at a hedge fund for quite some time. And with that job was how we got brought to New York City. And then I ended up being a career executive assistant. So working in finance and everything like that. And at the end of my corporate journey, I had spent like years just banging my head against the desk thinking like, WTF am I doing? Right. You know, it just didn't feel fulfilling for me. Okay. And I ended up enrolling in a personal development program Mm -hmm. that actually changed my life. Wow. And it was just 30 days. And when I'm telling you, it only took the 30 days to really just get like a refresher and like this renewed rebirth feeling like, oh my gosh, there's so much more out there than, you know, and if you're an executive assistant, there's nothing wrong with that. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't like they would say that emotional paycheck, right? Because I'm sure that it was fulfilling from a financial standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. You, You know, you could you know, you could afford to live on your own and you could take oh, vacations yeah. and all of those things. But it's really that like dreading the <sighs> like the Sunday scaries and the, you know, dreading Monday morning. So which, much. Um, I can completely relate to yeah. that. I worked, um, I sold wine, like wholesale wine sales mm-hmm. for a long time, which in the beginning I loved. I, I majored in hospitality in school. I used to manage restaurants. And then I came to made this like natural progression into selling wine, which I was able to like work within that realm, but also be home. I was a single mom. So I like was home for my son at, uh, at night, but mm-hmm. I was in, during the day, like working with restaurateurs and business owners and yeah. kind of similarities to what I do now where like I help local businesses make money, right? Um, yeah. You know, certain things. So, um, but there was a lot of fulfillment there, but at towards the end of it, there was not, um, the industry changed a lot and it was not as lucrative as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I would have to have 
if I had stayed in it to make what I wanted to make, I would have to travel more. And I just didn't want to do that. I had my daughter right. at the time, so it was just not filling. But I, I thought that, okay, I work in sales. I can sell anything, right? Yeah. Um, like, it, it, you know, I like to sell, so may, I'll go sell software. So I worked for this company for two years and great company. I actually loved who I worked with. But what I actually sold was like, I want it. I, every day, I remember I love to work. I've all like, that's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do. It's like, I love getting up on Monday and like, what can I do this week? What can yeah. I, you know, what can I evolve? What, how can I grow? And I wanted to be, like you said, I wanted to beat my head on the day. It was just awful, like, awful. Um, and it was just not for me. And I kept mm-hmm. trying to force it. Like, okay, well, here's like, you know, here's why this is good. Right. And here's, you know, I could just make this work. And it just, it wasn't working for me. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> so, because for me, I had a very, it was a very lucrative job. We had our dream apartment. We were traveling the world. Like it it was just right. from the outside looking in, everything looked perfect, like right. picture perfect. Like people are just like, I want that life, yeah. you know? But I had this, like this, like guilt ate away at me because I wasn't fulfilled. Like I thought that there was something wrong with me for not being happy yep. at my job. No. Did you ever feel that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, but the, the, the difference there was that I was actually not succeeding oh. in this role. Okay. Um, and I couldn't figure out why, but it was really because I didn't want to. Yeah. That was, that, the, that was 1000% why, you know, right. and it, like I, I can talk to anyone and I can, you know, like can say you sell ice to an Eskimo right. or whatever. I don't know if I'm like that salesy, but I'm like really relatable and I can, if mm-hmm. I see value in something, I can generally speaking, totally. like sell it to someone. But at the same time, I could not sell the software to sell the, like for the life of me. I was really bad at it. Um, And I think it was just because it wasn't interesting to me. I wasn't passionate about it. Um, So it was, that was very challenging. But I, you know, finally made the decision to, um, to quit and start mom with moms full time. And that was, you know, very transformative. And I should talk about that on another podcast one day, but (laughs) you totally should because it's such, it's so inspiring when you hear about people who make those like really, I don't want to call it a painful pivot, but kind of a painful pivot because you don't know what's on the other side. Right. But at the same time, it's not. You know, because there's lots of fallbacks. You could right. always go back and so you know totally. to what you did, um, and because of what, how you know, you're all of the different steps along the way. You mm-hmm. you know picked up all of these different um, life skills right. and skill sets, right? To to do you know to go back if you had to, right? So that's what I was. Yeah, I like to say that the biggest risk is in not trying. It's so true. Right? Very true. So how did you meet your husband? We just met through friends okay. because um, we're both from Monmouth County. Oh, so and, he's from here. Yeah. Oh, so he grew up in Marlboro. Okay. Funny. <laughs> so we're both born and raised in Monmouth County. So it's only natural and normal that we came back here to our roots. Okay. Um, my in-laws live in Marlboro still. My mom's in Farmingdale. My sister's in Lincroft. Like we yeah. are all just like a tight knit oh, Monmouth funny. County family. <laughs> so you met and then you you moved to the city together. Yeah. So oh. we started dating, had like the normal like one or two random breakups. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> moved into a house in South Amboy and okay. then moved to the city for like two and a half years, okay. two, maybe three years, and right. then moved back to my mom's because our house was getting built. Oh, nice. And then had Julian Aww. and now we're in Tim Falls. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. And yeah. does he work in the same industry that you did or totally different? No, um, he was at Johnson & Johnson and now he's at Blinds to Go in Lakewood. So if anyone needs Oh, yeah, blind. that's a big facility. Yeah. Right? Like, so, like a giant. Yeah, yeah he's actually down in Mexico. They're doing something with their manufacturing facility. Oh. <laughs> I'm home with the kids and the cats this week, hence all the waffle in the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So tell me, so you moved, so you moved to Tinton Falls and yep. then you, uh, so this is kind of where things get really interesting for you. You started your, um, you, you went to that 
class or how did things so like i you? actually was it was in 2019 i was still we were still in the city okay and i was just at the end of my rope with yeah. the job you know i i specifically remember um the day where i like went looking and stalking online to like see what other answers were out there for me yeah it was a rainy day it was january in new york city i again i was an executive assistant so my boss had asked me to go and just like grab starbucks for everyone and there was five people in the office so if you know a Starbucks holder, it has four little spots for drinks. Yeah. So there was five people. So it's raining out the uh. coffee holder. And I remember coming back into the office. I was like soaking wet. It was freezing cold outside. My mascara was like rubbed everywhere. And I came home from work that day and I looked at my husband and I'm like, I can't do this. And I had this like ugly cry, ugly cry, snotty yeah. meltdown, you yeah. know, like I just can't do this anymore. He goes, whatever you do. You can't quit your job. <laughs> and, I was oh, like, yeah. and I was like, I know, because, you know, we had yeah. lots of things that we had to pay for. So I went online, started doing like searching and just fell in love with this girl's message uh, about personal development. And it turned out that when I enrolled, she was using neuro-linguistic programming as a coach to me as a client. Mm -hmm. And um, for those of you who don't know what NLP is, it's essentially um, the the way that I like to explain it is like the science behind manifestation or like the way our mind works okay. behind the scenes, like the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a lot of outdated programming in my mind that wasn't working for me anymore. And she asked me a very simple question and it was, how do you define success? Well, at the time, I had defined success as like the CEOs who were running the hedge funds or um, viral YouTube videos mm -hmm. or like you know Angelina Jolie or something yeah. to that effect. And I had never taken the opportunity to define success and what it meant for me or how I wanted to embody success. Right. So my whole life, I had been trying to climb this ladder to emulate success as far as like what society had defined success to be. Right. And never took a second. Like you to didn't want to be Angelina Jolie. I didn't want to be Angelina exactly. Jolie. I didn't want to be running a hedge yeah. fund. No, I didn't want like I, I didn't want that. any of that. No, it was honestly it was every time I'd go into work, I'd be like, I definitely don't want to be doing this. Yes, right. <laughs> you know. Right. So it was almost like this push pull effect, mm -hmm. right? So like anytime, like you were saying with your with the wine or yeah. um, the software. I'm right. sorry where you loved what you were doing, you just hated what you were selling. Yeah. So you weren't successful at it, and yeah. that's how I felt too. So. I ended up setting this goal after redefining success and I hit the goal for the first time in my life, like wow. in 30 days. So I was like, hmm, if I could do this, you know, someone who struggled with addiction, someone who, you know, had an eating disorder, someone who, you know, had really, really dark moments where I, I really didn't think that I could go on anymore, if mm -hmm. I could hit a goal then anyone could hit a goal, right? Right. So I ended up getting certified in, naturally, of course, getting uh -huh. certified in all of the things that um, the coach at the time was certified in. And I fell in love with it so much that I got master certified. Okay. And then I got, um, so it's kind of like if you get a bachelor's and then a master's degree, right? Mm -hmm. So it goes a little bit deeper. And then I ended up getting the next level, which is a trainer certification, which then allowed me to create a certification so I could actually train people in it and be more a part of the ripple effect. Okay. So that's where like the life coach school came from, mm -hmm. like the certification that I that I teach. Yeah. But that required me, and this is actually really funny, 
to go to South Dakota during the pandemic because it was supposed to be in LA and everything was shut down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not going to work for me. I ended up in South Dakota for the entire summer of 2020 pregnant, getting certified as a trainer so I could... (laughs) create the certification. Wow. So I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for summer so you, of 2020. So your goal was to then start the school to be able to bring this to other women yeah. or, or anyone. Well, that's what, okay. yeah, that was the mission. I, okay. I thought that because I was able to shift my life, I didn't want to only just work with people one on one. I wanted to fill classrooms and equip people so that they can go out and use it in their own life, use it with their kids, use it with clients, use it however they wanted right you know um so now i work with like leaders and moms and just people who want to experience personal growth and, right. and coaches so tell me a little bit about what that looks like um without obviously divulging the whole the whole <laughs> curriculum but um what i like what are the some of the things that are like really beneficial to anyone that takes away from it and you know what exactly they'll get from it and when they take a class with you yeah so it's just <laughs> about understanding the layers of the mind really and creating awareness with the thoughts that are going through our head because it all comes down to um, the thought cycle, right? So everything around us is just information and it's how we filter and define that information and then it creates meaning in our mind. Mm -hmm. So we're both in this podcast studio right now having a very similar external experience. I can walk out this room right now and be like, oh my God, that was the worst conversation ever. And then you can be like, oh my God, that was such a fun conversation. Right. right. And it's, and and I, and I don't feel that way. (laughs) This is an amazing conversation. I'm loving it. But what I'm saying is that it's just depending on our internal programming, Mm -hmm. right. On how we're going to define something and how you speak to yourself and how we speak to ourselves. So what happens is it comes through this set of filters and then there's a picture that pops up in our head. So if I tell you, don't think about the blue tree, what are you thinking about? A blue tree. Right. And society is is, um, naturally just always defaulting to the don't and the not and what we don't want to see instead of what we do want to see. Right. So because our mind actually doesn't process negatives, if we wake up and say, I don't want to feel stressed out today. I don't want to feel overwhelmed today. Guess what? You're reiterating stress, overwhelm, and then that's what your mind is going to pick up on. Right. So it's about learning the language of the mind so that we can reframe our thoughts and then in turn shift our reality, shift our external reality. (laughs) So yesterday I had to have like a serious conversation with myself about not like uh, you get into, I guess, periods of time where you're just like self-doubt and like self, Mm. like, you know, like you're beating yourself up about like whatever. Right. And then I was like, well, what are you doing? You know, kind of like stop. And it, you, what you tell yourself is often becomes your reality, right? For sure. Um, and when you change the way that like you are just speaking to yourself and what, you know, the outcome is going to be just even for the day, then that turns into the week and turns into the month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very powerful and transformative, but it's also like a practice, right? It, it is a yeah. practice. Yeah. So bringing awareness to those thoughts that are on repeat are like the essential step because you may not realize that you're telling yourself, I can't do it or there's doubt happening. Mm-hmm. But once you do realize that those are the thoughts that are replaying in your mind, you can start to choose different thoughts. Right. Like, actually, I'm a bad-ass business owner. Like, I can totally do it. This is going to be the best day of my life instead of like, oh, like, why did this happen again? And what could happen? I think fear, too, is Mm -hmm. like a big, you know, that's a big um, 
you know, trigger for, for a lot of people, oh, why yeah. they don't do things and why they don't take risks. Um, but it can be like crippling in some ways, you know, for, yeah. for um, I think for a lot of people. So this is, um, you know, incredibly beneficial and just, uh, you know, really interesting topic. Um, yeah. So tell me what, so you started, um, you got your certification. Yep. And then what happened? So I, you mean after South Dakota? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is, I was still living at my mom's. We were still waiting for the house to get built. Mm -hmm. And I, actually my, my father passed away and it was like this whole unexpected, oh, thank you. It was this whole unexpected thing that happened. But I think because I had so much, um, so much work that I've done that I was able to, instead of like isolate and like distract myself, I was able to really be present for for my family in that time. But I ended up having to, um, I was launching my, my certification literally within that week. So I pushed it off a week. I launched the certification and in September, um, it just, it, we started, it was mm -hmm. on Zoom. And then uh, I ran my first retreat in Salem, Massachusetts, actually. Wow. Yeah, so I am like someone who's like very much into the- Why Salem? Because I'm very much into like the energetics okay. and crystals oh. and all of the things, uh -huh. right? So Salem obviously is known for like the witchiness. Yeah. And I thought, well, where, where else would be more perfect than to do some like, voodoo magic with people not actual voodoo magic <laughs> not actual voodoo magic but sometimes mindset work feels like magic mm -hmm. because all of a sudden it's like you it's pop a bubble true. you break through a boundary and you're like oh my gosh like it takes like a lot of thought to actually really un fully understand that yeah right? that element of that like magic mm -hmm. you know within like our universe but it's very true yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that was like my main goal was to create like a really cool experience mm -hmm. with the first round or the first retreat that I ran. Okay. And then it was a lot of work to work with hotels to like, and then I don't know if you do events and stuff I, with, I, I mean, I know you do here. No, I don't do the hotel aspect of it, but um, but I'm sure it's, you know, it's a, a huge hurdle. Yeah. Enormous. Was, that's probably the biggest way to describe it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's enormous. <laughs> so that's where the Red Bank office came. So I decided to get the office okay. instead of... Um, working with hotels and negotiating contracts multiple times a year, it makes more sense to have a space. Oh, so they come. Okay. Yeah. So everyone sense. just comes to New Jersey now. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, so where did you get your following initially? Like, how did you even get the people to, to, to um, invest in your business at the time? So I think the initial following came from i have a podcast called the related podcast mm -hmm. so it was very it is a very successful podcast had a lot of people coming from there okay. um i do a lot of collaborations mm -hmm. so that definitely helps and my sister is a well-known influencer as well so that has always been like a natural funnel for people to find me right because we do a lot of videos together talking right. about mindset we do workshops together sometimes so that has definitely helped uh -huh. but i think just consistency and um I, I also want to just let everybody know that like followers do not equal customers. So true. Right? Yeah. Like you have to leverage what you got and provide value. And then the customers or clients or however you want to phrase it come. And you can be very successful with 100 or 10 followers as like you can be with like 100,000 followers. It's just a matter of how you you know, leverage your audience right. and leverage your skills. So you mentioned that the other day when we yeah. when we first had a call um, to talk about the podcast and our partnership. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned how you kind of 
made a switch to really f fully understand that if you're not offering value right to your client base, yeah. then there's there is no business, right? No. There is not there is nothing that um, you know that you're not not that you're not valuable, right? <laughs> that you're not providing value. Right. And that's very true. That's true in sales. That's true. Yeah. People have a um, innate you know need to buy something that they not necessarily you know they need it, but they want it, right? Like right. It, has, it has to have that the desire, that, the desire to to mm -hmm. invest in whatever it is. So if it's you know a new shirt or a you know a house <laughs> or a coaching married. certification, <laughs> um, that yeah. you, you have to see the value. So what yeah. was it that like really? kind of flip that switch that flipped you know i had to ask myself um what kind of accounts i was following okay right and what i was like what was keeping me there mm -hmm. and was my content the kind of content that was bingeable content mm -hmm. or was it like all sales like no one ever wants to see all sales right no one cares about me that much yeah. no, i mean they care about me but like my family and all my friends and stuff but yeah. like they don't care about me that much or they're going to stick around if i'm always trying to sell them uh -huh. and that's a big mistake that i see a lot of entrepreneurs making or like business owners making is they're always like this is on sale i'm selling this i'm doing this i'm selling that but like where's the education piece where are you creating the wants and the desire yeah. behind the scenes so it was really learning how to communicate the value mm -hmm. of what I had through understanding who my ideal client was uh -huh. and really listening to them and polling them and asking what would be something interesting for them to learn about. Mm -hmm. So I teach manifestation. I teach, you know, mommy mindset. I teach mini mindset. I teach like all of that stuff. But I realized that I wasn't focused on what they needed. I was only communicating what I had to sell. Got it. So because of how you had been trained, maybe too, and like I come from like a network marketing background too, and right. I feel like it was just a lot of power. Not that it's not successful yeah. or a good career if that's yours, amazing. But for me, it didn't work because yeah. it was always like join my team, buy my product, yeah. and never communicating the value behind it. Right, right, right. No, it's so true. And like, yeah, this is great. You should get this rather than like why we should, you know, really explain to you why it's, it's something that you need. You yeah. Know? So there was like a big shift that happened when. And I started to feel like that burning desire in my belly to buy something. And okay. I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, it's the message, yep. right? The product's not changing or the program or the course or whatever isn't changing. It's the message that changes, that so creates the desire. Mm -hmm. So um, so you opened your office in Red Bank. Yep. And um, I know now you're also hosting um, workshops for moms and, yep. and minis. Um, so did that start a while ago or is this something newer? So I'm actually doing my first one okay. at the end of June is the Mama and Minis Tapping Workshop. So one of my favorite things to talk about is emotional freedom technique, which is what I was telling you. Mm -hmm. It's tapping and it is all about unclogging stuck energy and promoting like confidence and emotional regulation and different amazing things that you can use for yourself as a mom mm -hmm. but also for your kids it's like like you bring your hands everywhere it's really easy to use yeah so i have been in this like pivot the last year because i'm fully integrated into like motherhood now yes. that like my mission is so much bigger than 
just it's not and I don't want to say just the certification because the certification is a huge mission sure. but it's deeper than that now right you know because you've you know you've become a mom you've right. grown you've um your life has changed a lot right For but sure. all like you know and kind the, of wrapped up within these years of becoming a mother and then also yeah. you know starting your own business and it, it's, it just it, takes on so much more so meaning many different yeah yeah and like because the mind is so powerful and it's so much more susceptible mm-hmm. when your kids are under the age of seven I think it just took on even deeper meaning from like what I teach Mm -hmm. how I can be even more intentional with my children yeah you know so tell me a little bit more um, about tapping I know um, there's I don't know if it's like a buzz term but gentle parenting is kind of you see that everywhere right Mm -hmm. now where like um, you know you're really just trying to I I, my kids are a little bit older my son's 19 my daughter is eight we kind of probably come from like a different generally generational parenting um, like examples that we had in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, like if you you say it nicely three times, and then you have to yell. Right? right. So I think now this gentle parenting term is really more about like tr- using your words and like trying to express emotion without having to yell at all. Um, right. And um, so tell me a little bit more about like how this would incorporate. the. Yeah. So I know my default sometimes is to just go to like get all stressed out if my toddler is not listening to me like the other day he didn't want to take his pajamas off right and he wanted to go to school in his pajamas and like in theory it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he wanted to go to school in his pajamas big deal yeah you know but it could have been like me fighting him or it could be me taking a second like taking a deep breath, like bringing me back to like just present and center. And like, he's a child, he is two and a half years old. And how would he respond to me yelling versus how would he respond to me giving him options? Right. Right. So while that's not a tapping technique, it's emotional regulation technique, Mm -hmm. right? Taking a second to breathe. But with the tapping, um, I use it every day. I use it with my kids because we say affirmations and we tap on our tapping points. And afterwards, like I could tell that Julian is definitely calmer, mm-hmm. whether he stops and picks his nose in between while we're doing, yeah. <laughs> while we're doing a point like right by the that by the um, lips. But for me, it's just a bonding experience because he's now learning something that can help him take a, a second before reacting and throwing a toddler tantrum. Right. He teaches Cameron how to do it, even though Cameron has no idea he's not months old but for me it allows you to release any negative negative energy negative thoughts limiting beliefs frustration stress it is also proven to reduce the stress hormone cortisol by over 40% in a single session. Wow. So like imagine you wake up in the morning, you're stressed out because you, I don't know, slept through your alarm and you're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be like such a crazy day now. Like take two minutes and you know, tapping on your tapping points, I slept through my alarm, you know what a big deal that is. It's not going to be the end of the world. And I can still have an amazing day. And I might feel behind the ball right now, but that doesn't mean that today is going to be a bad day. Right. Because every day has good in every day. Wow. And I have my kids. And then it's kind of talking through it. Okay. But as you're talking through it, saying affirmations and tapping on your energy points, it creates this sense of calmness. Here, try it. Go like this and just say something that maybe frustrated you this morning. I couldn't get my car fixed in time. And what did that create? Frustration. <laughs> and how do you feel now? Like I'm talking through it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now, and then you go like this, and then you'll start to feel like almost like an energetic buzz around your face. Like, do you do you yeah. feel it right? Yes. You, yes. And that was literally right. three seconds. Wow. Imagine doing that for two minutes. Right. Or a minute. Okay. Or five. 
Wow. <laughs> right? Yes. It's wild. It is. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing to teach kids too, to be it's able easy. to like work through like any emotion and, and any age. So this is um, the workshop is available to moms, um, moms and minis, but it, what for what age group? Toddlers to preteens. Right. So we'll be talking through um, age appropriate techniques that we can use at any level. Uh-huh. Um, and then you're also going to learn how to utilize it for yourself as a mom because we can do a little bit more. Co- I don't want to call it complicated, but more advanced techniques because we're not trying to teach it to a two year old. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, it's going to be on Zoom uh, June 29th and July 6th. So it's like the rain check one if you can't make the first. Yeah. No, I think it's it'll be recorded. So interesting. Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit about um, your school that you have um, in Red Bank. Um, You have clients from all over the world. And I think we we didn't touch on like how successful this school has been because (laughs) you are a um, very successful seven-figure entrepreneur, mompreneur yeah. in Monmouth County. Yes. Um, so that's like significant success in what, like less four, than four years. Like four, yeah, less than four years. Um, so who are like, what is your client base? So I work with people who are digital nomads. I work with people who just want to feel better. Okay. People who are already coaches, people who want to start their mindset coaching or life coaching business. Interesting. Um, it's really just learning transformational tools to keep in your tool box. Mm-hmm. So when I when I think about like who the main person who comes through is mostly someone who wants to start a coaching business because we are um, accredited by the International Coaching Federation and also the International Board of Coaches and Practitioners. Okay. So they're coaching um, boards. Mm-hmm. So it's most people who come through want to become a life coach or start their business. Yeah. And then uh, a chunk of people who come through are already coaches. They're just feeling like eh about their ability to work with clients or their confidence in working with clients because they don't actually have tools. Yeah. Coaching is not regulated. So that means like Joe Schmo down the block can call himself a life coach and like whether or not he can help you is another story. But yeah. no one could come after him for that. That's an interesting topic because you're right. Yeah. There are a lot of life coaches out there and, you know, you right exactly yeah. or quote unquote and you um, it leads you to be skeptical, I'd say, yeah. right? of like how credible um, the person is that you're investing, you know, your right. time and, and money with. Um, but that's interesting to know that like there is at least like a, yeah. you know, something that like a, uh, you know, an organization that is like try at least trying to regulate. and Right, right. So like they give you like these standards to follow. But like I think the co- most common misconception about coaching mm-hmm. is that like you just give really good advice and that's actually not coaching at all. Advice giving is like, that would be the consultant hat. Right. Right. Like not what we're, everything that works for me isn't going to necessarily work for you. Right. So coaching is about learning how to master the art of powerful questions, mm-hmm. like simple, simple, powerful questions okay. to guide your client to answers that they already have within. Okay. Right. So I don't want to ever put my beliefs onto you by giving you advice. Right. Right. I want to ask you questions about how you want to feel, how you want to be, what you want to see here and what kinds of goals you want to create and how we can get there. Right. Mm -hmm. And your clients are all over the world. Yes. Um, And uh, they finish with the certification and then some of them start their own life coaching business and Mm -hmm. some just take it into their own careers or their life path and and, um, apply it there. That's very cool. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. So you're also a mom of two. Yes. Two boys. Two boys. How old are they? Two and a half and nine months. Aw. And... um, how what, what's it like 
uh, running the business with the kids? Do you bring them to the office? No. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> they do not come. They don't come. I mean, Julian helped. I have like this huge feather wall. Julian, quote unquote, helped my husband install it. Uh-huh. But it, other than that, it's, it is not a child friendly place. Friendly. It's Got like it. that's my sanctuary outside of the home. That's nice. Um, the, and one of the reasons why I decided to get an office aside from running the retreats there is like if you, I, I couldn't work from my house. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't sit down and like actually concentrate on anything because if I heard one of the kids crying like I'm out there yeah and seeing what's wrong and I couldn't get any work done so yeah for me it's really important to get out of the house that's nice mm-hmm. um I think a lot of people like find the or feel there's like a luxury of working from home and stuff but at the same time like you you know it's, I think it depends on the person and like how productive totally. you are and also like your surroundings if you have like you know there's a difference of like a 10 year old being at home versus like a nine month old so. right right and I just I always want to like be in it like I want I want to hold my baby if he's going down for nap time if I'm home and I'm able to do it like yeah. I want to you know have the baby yeah sort of um so you were actually featured yesterday on um on the Mammoth Moms yes. our meet a mom um we I love the meet a mom feature we've i've i've been bad about it the last six months i'm i gotta bring it back because i got a lot of people who are like i love this new feature and i'm like i've been doing this for five years <laughs> um because it's i find it fascinating to learn more about moms who are working professionals and um entrepreneurs and just get how they get and and not right and just how they get it done like all day long right if you yeah. have four, like to me a mom who has four kids like under the age of five like that's fascinating because i know like i think like know thyself you need to know like who you are i would not have been able to handle that no i'm not wired that way Mm -mm. and i get very overwhelmed by like mess and clutter and chaos and stuff so i think i also create my own chaos but like in a different (laughs) respect and like having five under four under five or five under five oh my gosh um but some women like it's like it's in their bones like they they thrive in that, yeah. like in rearing children and like just the being in the trenches, right? Of like having little kids. Yeah. Um, and then also like I think for having now like you know raised a teen is eye opening because I think people are like yeah let's have another one have another one and you're like yeah but you still have to like raise them when they're all teenagers and there's four of them and you're like <laughs> and they have to get a car and then they're out till eleven and you have to oh gosh, and it's, like, it's a whole other oh my gosh chapter. it's a lot yes. right um, so what so what is that like what is your day like what is your routine do you have a routine um well currently in the present day we don't really have a routine happening because my husband's traveling and that's like kind of brings a little extra chaos yeah but normally my routine is i wake up at like four in the morning i go to a workout class at five um i actually just join alpha fit club in red bank i hear such great things about them i have always considered myself like a worker outer type of person (laughs) like heavy duty yeah and i went to my first class on saturday at 6 a.m and i I think I almost died. <laughs> I, I hear it's like amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So I obviously joined. I'm like, I need more of this. <laughs> so I'll be actually going to their 4.15 a.m. class. Um, so it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is, to me, that is a lot. So you've yeah. always gotten up before or is this like a newer thing? It started in maybe like 2016 when I was commuting to the city because okay. I wanted to get to the gym before I went into work. And I'm the type of person, if I don't do it in the morning, like it really doesn't happen. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I hate taking two showers. <sighs> And I hate like having to, yeah, I just hate taking two showers and I hate it hanging over my head for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, like that you need to, I love, I'm a runner. That's it. That's all I do. I don't like, I always say I'm going to go to classes. I never do. Uh, I've literally belonged to like a 
it's like a pool club, the Cambridge Club in Aberdeen. Yeah. And it's, I can walk there. I can see it from the front, my front yard. Oh. And like there's a gym and like they do yoga. And so I have nice. no excuses at all. And like right. it's part of the membership. So, um, but I, I do run a lot. So like, it's what whatever. you like. And um, you know, you got to do what you love. It is. But I always say like every week I'm like, all right, I'm going to start getting, I get up at like 6, 630-ish. Yeah. But I'll usually like work a little bit and then like I'll make my daughter, like she likes pancakes. So I make her pancakes because that's like something that I wasn't able to do when I was working all those years and I was rushing to daycare and like all those things. So it's like something that I really like, I think is nice that I can like make her pancakes and I'm not like rushing to get, you know, her to daycare or whatever. So, um, so, but I, uh, some weeks I'm really good. I'll get up at like five 30 and I'll run like six miles and I'm great. And then other weeks it's like, I, get her to school and then now summer's here so she's like in camp so and then i go afterwards right but then it's like this very annoying like predicament that i worked a little bit in the morning but then i go for my run and then like i either don't shower Mm -hmm. or i will shower and then it's like 10 o'clock so i feel like those hours are so valuable that like i should have been working you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. so how do you like how do you are you a morning person I now I am. Okay. Yes, I am totally a morning person, especially now that like the kids are in a good routine back to being like the morning. It's like my time to thrive. Yeah. So I'm at the gym. I get home from the gym. I take my shower. I enjoy a quiet cup of my like hot, hot, hot black coffee, uh-huh. usually on the front porch in the warmer months. And then by that time, like the kids start waking up around like six thirty, seven o'clock, get them all set and ready to go on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. I work on Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm with them and like we hang out. That's so nice though because you've like already like worked on yourself, right? So like when they wake up, you're like – you're in a good. good mindset. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just in a you're, you're ready to like care for them and you don't have to worry about like all the things all that, the other things that all the check in the boxes cuz I I love when moms like say that they work out regularly and not because of, you know, for any other reason that it's so good for your mental health. Like when I run, so like I just check a box and I just feel so much better. They call it like moving meditation and yeah. it's really like I don't meditate, but I do feel like that's like my time like where I like reflect, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, that's another thing that goes into like mommy mindset too, right? Like you have to make sure you're taking time for yourself because you can't like the saying goes you can't pour from an empty cup but like you can't right and i when i was in like the i don't want to call it the dark days but the early days of like newbornness yeah it's like hard yeah and i'm not working out i'm not doing anything for myself and, and your hormones are shifting. hormones are going yeah. wild and mm-hmm. like i don't know if anyone else has ever felt this way but i started to feel like resentful towards like everything and everyone around me because i wasn't getting sleep i wasn't doing anything for myself i hadn't got and it sounds so superficial, but like I hadn't gotten it's a not. manicure in weeks. And like, I just didn't feel human. Yep. Like I felt like this vessel trying to keep a child alive. And like, I love my kids so much. They yeah. are like my heart and soul and like joy and all the things. But like my well-being and your well-being and as a mom, like our well-being has to come first yeah. so that we can feel so in love with ourselves so that we can feel so in love with our life and our kids and everything that we have in it's it. so you true. Know? That mm-hmm. whole, um, like it's, I think I mentioned this earlier, there's like a generational um, expectation with mm-hmm. moms. I think when we were growing up that like moms had to only be for their children or they weren't good moms, right? And like that, you know, like I've always kind of, even like when I when I had my son, it was still kind of very similar. Like the, the moms that my, like I had him when I was 19 and I was in college and I got married very young 
I was really young. It was like talk about isolating. It was a very different experience yeah. because all of my friends were in college and then I was home like, you know, taking care of a house and just not being where I wanted to be. I was ha so happy with him, but at the same time. So it was different, right. not, not only isolating, but also just only really knowing from your own parents, like how mm -hmm. to parent or whatever, and like not, you know, like not caring about yourself, which does lead to a lot of resentment and a lot of things. So um, yeah. it's it's really important, I think, to to take care of and yourself. It carries all like those generational patterns, yes. right? So and true. All the things that like we say we'll never do, and then we find ourselves doing them because we don't know any better. Oh my gosh! You know? Yeah, it's no, wild. it's it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so you have the two little ones, and um, you are Monmouth County native. So tell us where you like to bring them now and what are your favorite places? So I love to bring them to Oak Hill Farms. Yeah. It's like just such a happy place to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Julian loves the alpacas mm -hmm. and the donkeys. And Cameron's now like super engaged with all the animals. And he always gets his cookie when we go. And he'll, Julian picks out like his star cookie or the bumblebee cookie or whatever. So it's really cute to bring them there. Um, we love Home Del Park. Yeah. And, and my kids love animals. Yeah. Uh, we like the playgrounds. Any Anywhere like within the Monmouth County Park system, like Doorbrook Park, we love. Um, we love the splash pad during the or the splash. Yeah, the splash is that, pad. Splash yeah. pad. I'm like, yep. is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, the splash pad during the summer. We go on the playground. It's great because it's like so centrally located. We're right in in Tin Falls, so yeah. it's like, super easy. Um, mm -hmm. Carla from Oak Hill Farms was on the podcast, I guess, like a few months ago, and I was telling her how it's like kind of the perfect spot to go because it's like it's a great way to break up the day. Like you can. Um, you feel you can grab a coffee right you can yeah. like pick up some cute little you know gifts for your yeah. house or if you need a gift or whatever and the kids love it too they get to see the animals so they have like cute. these little games sometimes and then obviously they do the little events you know here and so there fun. um so i do i love it there yeah. i spend like i was there the other day i spend way too much money there it's like the perfect place to get a gift and everyone it's ends so up loving perfect. it <laughs> and wait so another plug for them if that's okay yeah their um vitamin c serum i was just on her instagram story okay i use it in on my body everywhere every single day i've gotten so many comments about my skin because i had like i all was these... thinking just now how your skin looks i was really? like well, she's probably a lot younger than me well it's the um <laughs> fountain of youth from oak hill farms i put it in my foundation on my face she talked like... about it on the podcast a lot that was kind of going to be her focus this year is the skincare. the skincare and i don't i feel like oh you know what i have the only thing i have is the um What's like the setting, setting like powder the, spray? No, it's like a spray. Yeah. But I'm bad with like makeup. I don't know how to use half of it. So it's oh. like kind of, I've used it a couple of times. Like if I go first. out, yeah. <laughs> I'll use it. But I'm going to go get it now. Yeah. It's I'm like great. a skincare junkie. I really I, me am. Me too. I love skincare. Like the, I will give a plug to her space med spa too, Jess. She's like, every time I go there, even if I don't have to go there, sometimes they're like, they're my clients too. So I have to yeah. take like, I'm like, so what do you got? What, do you got? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of new things can I do to my skin today? <laughs> <laughs> Wear big sunscreen. Fan. It's yes. like a big PS. Say. Anyone listening, if you're a young mom and listening, mm -hmm. you're in your 20s, for the love, please wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. We used to like slather oil and like sun in in our hair. That's what we did. Like, uh, yeah, same. I'm, in, I'm from the same generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Orange hair and like the, you know, just getting as tan and tan, tan as, as possible. possible. <laughs> I know. Now this is like the first few years where I'm like, like not doing that. Remember like the white lipstick with the dark, dark tan. <laughs> white lipstick and white eyeliner. Yes. That was like definitely my MO. <laughs> so funny. Um, so where can everyone find you? 
on Instagram or probably at one of the parks. <laughs> Inner Beauty Bible on okay. Instagram. I also um, just started my other page, Mindset with Minis. So okay. I have two Instagram pages, but my main one is Inner Beauty Bible, B-Y-B-E-L. And you have a yeah. website? And the website is innerbeautybible.com. Okay. And YouTube's Inner Beauty Bible. So it's all the same across all the, all same the channels. Handles. Yeah. Got it. And um, what would you say to mom, anyone listening, mom, women um, in general who are thinking about maybe starting their own business or, you know, or just changing their life um, in some way? What would you say to them if they're kind of on the fence about it? If you don't ever give it a try, it'll never happen. So true. Yeah. It's super, super true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the worst that you know can happen is it doesn't work out, right? But that usually leads to something better anyway. So yeah, it's just information you're collecting along the way of like what didn't work. Yeah, you know. So just do it. Right. Just do it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and I forgot to ask what um, favorite restaurants. Ooh, so it's there's such a long list. Okay, but my most frequented is Gargiulio Gargiulio's in Tim Falls. I have never been there. I just passed it because I went to Nicholas the other day, uh, the Creamery, yeah. and I love that area of Tim Falls. Same. By the way, it's so beautiful. It's um, really and it's such a beautiful little restaurant. It's good. I it's go. it's really good. It's so easy. Um, their chicken scarpaiello with hot cherry pepper. So good. So good. I got to go there. So it's we nice love that. this summer. They have like the outdoor the with outdoor. the lighting and stuff. That mm -hmm. looks, yeah, I'm going to go there. So we go there a lot. And then we love Yumi. I love Yumi. Okay. I haven't been. I don't so go there good. enough. It's the closest you'll get to like New York City yes. style sushi. Yeah. It's very hard to get good sushi, yeah. especially where I live. Like I live right off of like 34 um, in Aberdeen and like along 34. There are some good spots and mm -hmm. some I've yet to try, but not like as many as I would like. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yumi is for sure. Like, Yumi is so, so, so good. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to learn more about your story and share it with our Mom with Moms Network. Um, we have, it is summer tomorrow, officially summer tomorrow, which kicks off. Um, it's my birthday on Monday, actually. Yay. So it's my last year of 30. I'll be 39. So I'm going to really You do not it look it at thank all. <laughs> I'll take it. It's all the serums. It's all of the skincare. All the skincare. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have our, we have a lot coming up this summer. Um, I'm in the midst of planning our next event. So we'll probably yeah. announce that in July. Um, I'm working on mom's evening out. I keep getting this question a lot. I'm having a little trouble. Um, securing the right venue. So okay. I'm working on it. It was supposed to be this summer, but I don't know if I'm going to have to push it into the fall. So stay tuned for that. Um, we have a lot of uh, new guides coming out. We have a teen guide coming out in July. So things for the teens to do and resources for them and stuff because there's a lot um, available in Monmouth County. So I want to highlight some of the cool places for um, you to bring your teens or your teens can go to. Uh, we have our pet care guide coming out. Um, so all the uh, the dog parks that you can go to, veterinarian, uh, veterinarians, um, groomers, all of that. Um, we have a realtor guide coming out. Um, I have never done a realtor guide, but I thought that it was a good opportunity because there are so many of them. Yeah. Um, and to, we like interviewed them and kind of like highlight what, you know, what makes, um, what, why they're passionate about being a realtor and what they know about the area. So you can kind of use your own judgment as to who you'd like to use when you're trying to buy a house like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, our outdoor dining guide is out right now and our beach guide, which is great. We update it every year with all the local beaches, the beach passes, um, beach clubs. So information on all the different clubs to go to and the pool clubs too, and the splash pads. So um, if you're you know, interested in maybe joining a pool club this year, or if, I know a lot of the beach clubs have like a wait list. So um, you could, there's a lot of pool clubs in the area that are really nice, especially the one that um, we belong to in 
Aberdeen, the Cambridge Club. It's so nice. It's like a little mini vacation um, around the corner from my house. So now everyone knows where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and then all the splash pads too in Monmouth County. So check that out. We update it every year. So it has the most recent information. And as always, make sure to check our calendar for all of the local events and activities happening. We have um, all the new farmers markets throughout the area listed on there. And all the fun festivals and fairs and everything happening in Mammoth. So we're so lucky to live in such a great area. And I hope that I can um, uh, bring and highlight all of the best that we have to offer. So take a look and enjoy the week. Thanks, everyone.